0: You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. Hello, hello.
1: Hey, we made... It's another very cold Sunday. I know. Very cold. It doesn't go away as much as we wish. I know, right? And we're only... And I hear more and more people complain right now, and, and I just have to tell them all, I get it, but we also have like two months, so... I, we're Save not even. Voice.
0: We're like halfway through. Like, calm down, everybody. You
1: love snow. Yeah, but I don't Whatever. like the cold. I don't either. And my, my car has my, no heat. It doesn't. And so you I have to, I have to get decide stuck. how far I'm willing to go. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> you can't see because it fogs up. And no, you have no heat. so
1: I have a window. So here's the thing. So I have no heat, right. which means I can't defrost my windows, which means right. I have a window of time that I can use my car, and okay. it's 10 a.m till about four anytime before or after that i have to call you because i'm yeah. at a gas station <laughs> i have to park the car because i can't see yeah and i almost killed like four people right. the other night so right. i finally just said okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna abandon my car yeah and i call you and i'm like come
0: <laughs> that's exactly how it <laughs> happened yeah. too yeah. So, i was <laughs> a wreck and that
1: was <laughs> the night also that night went horrible because we also yeah. went and saw a show we're gonna talk about in a minute yeah and it was awful
0: the show was no, no. That was the Pippen. night. Oh, oh, that was my the night we God. saw. Yeah, okay, yeah, we won't. Just so yeah. you know, we won't. <laughs> that, that. was that
1: night. So it was like the that. worst night of my life.
0: Jonathan, I have two typically. things for you. First of all, your car? your window yes. of time is is increasing, is, uh, day is by day, like day a minute day. every day. So you're welcome. There's, really,
1: there's one day this week. Yeah. that is forty degrees, which means I can use there my car all day long. There you go. It's like a gift. And second is yes. you're getting a new car soon, right? I am. So yep. I tell all my friends at Go. work I want a new car now, and <laughs> I, then I say, "But my financial advisor Sergey says that I have <laughs> <Okay>. to. <laughs> I have to suck it up and wait. Uh, and I just want it now. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna try. Yeah. If I lose a limb because I get frostbite, I mean, I guess that's <laughs> my financial advisor is mean. <laughs> Anyways, let's wow. talk really quick about Paint what we did this picture. week, and then get to we our favorite days of the week is when we have. Our favorite shows is when we have a lot of people that are live in studio. Yes. And our studio yeah. is packed right now. So we're mm-hmm. going gonna to get through our check-in, and then we're going to yep. talk to some amazing people that are with us. Let's talk about Pippin. Listen, oh, we had boy. on a great actor from Pippin last week because we were going to go see it, and here's the thing. And we were excited to see it. Theater and art. Yeah. What's amazing about it is that it resonates with different people mm-hmm. in different ways, and sometimes it doesn't resonate at all, Pippin. Did it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and sometimes, wow. sometimes it is. And I'm just going to be on. I up
1: front, Go for it. I'm going to just say sometimes it, like I'm sitting, and I love, mm-hmm. I love the stage. Mm-hmm. I love acting. I love well, it. Yeah. And I have a lot no. of respect for people who do that. Right. But there was that moment where I, I whispered to you. Don't clap. I don't want to encourage this. <laughs> oh my God. Well, <laughs> and then how bad are we at people right? who stood up? We're yeah, like, I, well, sit you know, down.
0: Here's, here's the thing is you and I both had plus ones. Yes. Um, and, and, and I did apologize. I, I did apologize. I was like, I'm sorry. I brought you Right, to this. Right. Um, but halfway through it, they were like, what is going on? on mm-hmm. and that's how you felt at intermission i asked them for a whole bottle of wine but they said they yeah, can't they, do that nope. so i had to i had <laughs> so, to do one
1: yes and it's Plus. very hard because of course you want to respect those around you but then i could hear other people i'm like I oh pippin ni- you promise i'm gonna sue the tonys because <laughs> they gave <laughs> they so many awards to pippin <laughs> yeah. over the years oh boy. and i feel like it's false advertising yeah i'm just gonna say and ben and, vereen i have a lot of respect for that man right, 1972 right, right. he got the tony I I'm just I'm mm-hmm. I'm hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Deeply hurt yeah. and wounded.
0: You know, if you like if you legitimately love Pippin, please come on our show and explain it to us. Abby will please be Please come and explain it to us. We have had Abby Crawford on before. How? She
1: has a whole litany she can tell you about no. why. And I respect that girl so much <laughs> and I think that you have to either drop acid to watch it <laughs> or drink a whole <laughs> bottle of wine. It's the only way it's going to make there sense. There you go. Yeah. I also discovered that I apparently have n- I didn't realize that war was like that (laughs) with... It was very strange. So they going on in Syria right now. And there you go. Apparently, I've never had apparently. sex the right way. Because if that's how it's <laughs> oh supposed to happen gosh. on the stage, yeah. I have been doing it wrong for years. Okay. Just here
0: is your little silver lining. Okay. Bring you it. get to see the main actor shirtless
1: you more do. than once, and he and is it. He's worth it. He's worth it. He also it. sat like four seats from very us nice. by yeah. the second act. Yes. Yeah. So there. we got to see We it tried to get him close. to come over to us, but I think we scared him. Which is legit. He should have been scared. He should have been.
0: Um,. Let's go into something that we loved. <sighs> the complete opposite of the spectrum from oh, Pippin, and it's yes. La La-la La Land. La La
1: Land. Um,
0: you did. and I went yesterday yeah. to see it, yesterday morning. and In the IMAX. In the IMAX. Ooh, we saw so it. So as much Ryan clear, Gosling as you could something. get was yeah. up
1: there. And Emma Stone, who was great, but Ryan Gosling, now we're getting they did. They both That's did true. good things, they did yes.
0: Amazing. Um Story was great. Music, of course, is Bro amazing. Games. How can Bro you games. not? It's been stuck in my head all day. So please mm-hmm. go see that, actually. Yeah, we actually support that. We do. do. Well,
1: um, it's getting, of course, it did great at the Golden Globes. They announced the Oscar nods in two weeks. Mm -hmm. We always pretend like we can tell you who's going to win, but it's basically if we were to vote, who should win. And honestly, Meryl Streep should just win for life. I just decided she should right. just get the life award. Should be
0: Meryl Streep and then La La
1: Land. But La La Land for there's a lot of criticism out there saying there's not a, a lot of a storyline. I would like to ask all those people to go see Pippin and then see <laughs> yes. La La Land and, and then they'll know what no storyline is. You know what?
0: Means. I'll I, I would like you to take that back. Please go <gasps> to sell oh. your t- Pippin tickets and go see La <laughs> La Land five times for that price. Better Better. How about that? There exactly. You
1: go. Anyways, La La Land very worth it. I do expect it to get a lot of nods at the Oscars. Yes. Um. Something. Uh, we want to say really quick. We want to shout out a big happy birthday to Dr. Pamina Hofer, who is, of course, the great mother of one of our interns. The great and, mother. Uh, that she is the great. We've met her. Yeah. She's smart enough to love she's us. She's cool. So she's pretty awesome. But yeah. anyways, a great big happy birthday uh, uh, to her. We wanted to say on the show. One last thing. We're mm-hmm. going to take a break, and then we're going to bring the actual people here. But we saw another play, local to Spokane, yes. that we should be excited about. Uh, Stage Off Theater is mm-hmm. doing Disgraced. Disgraced. All the way through the 29th of this month.
0: There's a lot of conversation that's oh. going to happen about this. It's oh. It's really good because it kind of mixes um, a lot of themes into one. It's, it, it really does deal a lot with like racism and religion. and mm-hmm. um, But it's, it's, it's dramatic and comedic at the same time. It's just very... It's, it's, there's a lot to it.
1: I love it. And what's very fascinating is it got the Pulitzer Prize in 2013, but how very um, yeah. current... It really Absolutely. is still in 2016. Yeah. Whether you know, however you look at that, I wish mm-hmm. it was more of a historical. Oh, look how we used to be. Mm-mm. It isn't. It's, it it's is, today. It's probably yeah. even more now, mm-hmm. and even more yeah. in like six days. It will oh, be even boy. more. Just, so, anyways, mm-hmm. disgrace is an amazing show. After we come back from a brief break, we are going to be talking yes. to some of the actors from the show as well as the director Lance Babbitt. They'll be here, but. Before that conversation, Sergey, what are we doing?
0: We are listening to uh, a song from La La Land because how can we not? And exactly. this is going to be the audition song that Emma, Stoll, uh, <gasps> it Emma Stone. It makes me cry. Yeah, it it did. I saw you in the theater. So you not know. You are back with K Y R S Medical Lake Spokane, eighty-eight point one and ninety-two point three FM. This is outspoken. I'm still crying, but I'm I'm trying <laughs> to pull it together. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're doing good. You're doing good. Uh, we want to say.
1: And I just asked how to say the name. I'm going to mess up because I forgot. <laughs> but the Pulitzer Prize winning play Disgraced by Ayed Akhtar is currently running at Spokane Stage Left Theater through the 29th of January. We had the chance to see it this past weekend. And now we have the honor of welcoming dirac- director Lance Babbitt Hello. and some of the cast. We have Joe Mazzi. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jar- Jared Johnson and Aubrey Shimmick Davis. Everybody's mics Hello, on. Yes. Hello. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. This is, you know, welcome to our crazy, crazy world. Lance, let's start with you really yes. quick. Okay. Because uh, I know we're going to get, we're even going to hear live acting. It'll feel like I'm uh, in. Oh, it's that. like radio theater, theater. It's like, like a yeah. Show With your uh-huh. eyes closed. Yeah? I, yes, <laughs> exactly. So if we're blind. Um, so Lance, <laughs> first, let's give our listeners a little idea of what this play is. The play,
3: as told to me by the author, is is. It was his reaction to what was going on in the world, what it was like to be a Muslim mm. living in New York City after 9-11. Right. Did you have to make choices? Did you have to, in his words, sell your soul to go on with your life? Right. And that's kind of what we see it. It was. It, literally, it's 10 years later as written. Right. So it's 10 years later, and you just see the story of this <clears throat> uh, at one time devout Muslim man who has to make choices to survive.
1: Right, and he, uh, this this main, one of the main characters, he's already having some struggle with what he already thought about growing up in a traditionally Muslim household and what it means to him now mm-hmm. in his life. And it's it's really the struggle that he's having. I think mm-hmm. um, even some of us who have that same struggle as gay men and, and being very heavily Christian when we were younger, sure. it is that struggle, but it is these choices these people make. Mm-hmm. in oh. there, And so... Let's quickly say who the characters are, Who is who are doing this.
3: Okay, Joe plays Amir Kapoor, uh, a lapsed Muslim attorney. Uh, Aubrey plays Emily Kapoor, a wasp, kind of upper class, for lack of a better word, white woman who mm. he married. And Jared plays uh, Abe slash Hussein, his nephew.
1: Perfect. And okay. And you're going to let us... Here a little bit. Yes. Set up the scene for us, and mm-hmm. then we'll we'll just sit back and we'll just, enjoy. This enjoy is a, this, thing, this anyway. is in
3: the first scene of the show, and uh, Amir and Emily are home having just a very relaxing day, and they're visited by their nephew Abe, who has changed his name to, from Hussein to Abe, uh, and Abe has a problem and something he would like his uncle to help him with.
4: Whenever you're ready, guys. Should I come back? No, no. (laughs) You sure? Come in, Hussein. Uncle, could you just call me Abe, please? What?
5: I've known you your whole life as Hussein. I'm not going to start calling you Abe now.
6: Hi, Abe.
4: Hi, Aunt Emily. See? How hard could it be? Abe Jensen, really? You know how much easier things are for me since I changed my name? It's in the Quran. It says you can hide your religion if you have to. It's called Tikiah. I'm not talking about the Quran. Just lay off it with me and your folks at least. It's gotta be one thing or the other. I can't be all mixed up.
6: You changed your name, too.
4: You were lucky. You didn't have to change your first name. Could be Christian, Jewish. Plus, you were born here. It's different.
6: You want something, sweetie? Coffee? Juice?
4: No, I'm good.
5: So, what's up?
6: I'll let you two gentlemen talk.
5: No need. Everybody knows you're in on this. So you've been calling her, too? You weren't calling me back. Why are we still talking about this? I'm a corporate lawyer in mergers and acquisitions. Who
6: started in the public defenders.
5: That was years ago. Imam
4: didn't do anything. That guy should have been more careful. Every church in the country collects money. It's how they keep their doors open. We're entitled to. He's running a mosque.
6: It's the law. It's in the Constitution. Just because they're collecting money doesn't mean it's for Hamas. What does
4: any of this have
6: to do with me? It doesn't matter to you that an innocent man is in prison?
5: I don't know Patriot Act law. The guy's already got a legal team. Ken and Alex, they are amazing lawyers. They're not Muslim. There we go. What? What I thought. I'm not going to be part of a legal team just because your mom is a bigot. He's not a
4: bigot. He'd just be more comfortable if there was a Muslim on the case, too.
5: More comfortable if he wasn't being represented by a couple of Jews. No, he liked you. He said you were a good man. Well, he might not feel the same way if he knew
4: how I really felt about his religion. (laughs) That's just a phase. Excuse me? That's what mom says grandma used to say about you. That you were working something out. That you were such a good Muslim when you were a kid. And then you had to go the other way for a while. <laughs> the other way. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, okay, and I don't see, want you to stop. Can we just do the whole yeah. play? I mean, <laughs> sure, I, It'll be the whole. Uh, tour. Sure, it's only 85 minutes. so right. it's fine, yeah. Well, in that scene yeah. already, we see basically the struggle. Mm-hmm. of the whole thing. I sure. mean, you all represent different aspects of this spectrum that I think a lot of us mm-hmm. have in our lives anyways. Sure. Um, this is a tough play. So it doesn't, <laughs> I was saying earlier, it doesn't resolve in a nice, neat way at the end of it. No one really comes out looking great. No. Um, how, I want to start with this question for each of you, but how do you as a director, Lance, approach that? And as actors after Lance, will you talk to us about how you bring humanity to some pretty unsympathetic you know, situations. No. So Lance, let's start with you. Well, I, for
3: me, it was, you know, I, and having conversations with people who had seen it, I'd seen it, and the, and the author, It's it's about finding your own, the own, your own bigotry. Because we all have things that we're very bigoted about. And I think the sooner we own those things, then they can be, it can be cleaned up. It's mm-hmm. the hiding of it that becomes, to me, really dangerous. So that was the point: is I wanted no one in the show to come off looking perfect. Nor did I want to make them look like anyone as them is the villain of the piece. So that was that was the juggling act I asked them all to do every night: is you know be honest with who they are because they're not. They're all very, very flawed, very, very flawed characters. Sure. They're very human and they're yeah. very human and they're that's very way real. Too and that's close the thing I home. loved about it is the close piece to yeah. was because. There is no safe answer. There's no Mm -hmm. answers at the end of the show. I want you to leave the show having more questions about yourself than a solid answer. Right. You know, and I know know in an interview, Ayod said that he would, he loved to go see the show and watch people's reactions just to see, you would look at like a family from Kansas and see how are they going to react to this or this or this. And he said he was always surprised. And I am too, watching the show opening night, I looked around at people Mm -hmm. just to judge the room. Some people found things hysterical that I didn't find funny. And some people were horrified at things I didn't find horrifying. So it's just a really fun journey in that wow. way for me. It was fun wow. to watch them create this.
1: Yeah. Well, and let's start over here and get the, the answer of how you approach a role. Because as you still want the audience to connect to you, and like you said, not hate you, how do you approach a role when there's unsympathetic things? I mean, let's especially your character in this has a moment that is very, you know, rough. <laughs>
5: I have a couple, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> just Definitely. maybe. Yeah. How do you approach it
1: as an actor? You
5: can't play a character you don't love. Yeah. I mean, it's not possible. No. So you have to find the things about him you love first. And you start there. And like once you fall in love mm-hmm. with this character, those little reactions <laughs> right just yeah. become part of the story. Right. 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 But uh mm-hmm. like he was funny. Like when I read it the first time, I was charmed by the guy. Like right. he was so charming and like he was funny. Right. And then when things get bad. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right,
6: right. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. And I was real, impacted real greatly, and that's, that, how that's how all why of I was us like felt. attracted. Yeah. But like, I loved the character. The character yeah. was like,
2: yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's, I mean, and um, I have to look at my notes so I get every Jared. Jared, uh, your <laughs> well, character how could takes. You forget? I know, right? Come on. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know. Any, I don't even know your name half the time. <laughs> 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 Your character, all, each of these characters have this arc that's very, like, human. Very, it's not yeah. perfect. Your character definitely has an arc all the way to the end, which is a difference than where I think we perceived you as you started. So how do you approach that?
4: Well, um, it's definitely a huge challenge to go from the first scene to the other scene of um, from the attitude standpoint. Yeah, um, transformation. Was that transformation yeah transformation but uh i i just have to i talk about like the process of like how i kind of i guess transform into the other person right or okay mm-hmm. i i just kind of go off and sit by myself and kind of just get in my head and try and get into my body and trying to focus and mm-hmm. just because i really like this character it's the first one I've ever played because this is my debut on stage. Oh, Oh, wow. wow. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. And uh, I relate to him a lot. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I just got to find the the relations and then kind of hook myself up to this character so I can kind of become
2: right slash insane.
0: Yeah. Now, Aubrey, you also kind of had a journey. I mean, everyone had a journey throughout this play, but you kind of started on the side of, um, you know, a, a very open-minded and very mm-hmm. into it. And at the end of the show, um, I think there's a line that you say, uh, I was naive. And yeah. how how do you do, you know, that transformation? And, and where do you come from?
6: I'm, I'm very much like Joe in that respect. Mm-hmm. I have to look at all the things that I identify with with Emily. And I right. do, I identify with a lot. She has a very strong sense of justice. Mm-hmm. She wants justice in the world. She knows that all of these religions, the one thing they have in common is they're looking for the good in humanity. Right. They're trying to find, why are we here? What do we have to live for? Mm-hmm. And I think she finds that all-encompassing, but the naivete is when you right. disregard all of the violence that comes out of it. You can't, you can't disregard all of that. And mm-hmm. that's where the w- I think that's what she means when she says she was naive, because she was looking at the beauty and the wisdom that the Islamic traditions have, disregarding the fact that Amir grew up in a Muslim household he knows the good and the bad right Mm -hmm. and all Emily could see was the good Mm -hmm. so I think Mm -hmm. that after what transpires transpires (laughs) she has to take a good long look at what her life was
2: right so um,
6: for me what as an actor what I have to do is be present in the scene because the cool thing about this show is I've done shows where um, it's not chronological we jump back and forth in time the cool thing about doing a show like this especially since it encompasses six months mm-hmm. is that I take that journey mm-hmm. I live I live from start to finish so being present in the scene and responding honestly and earnestly in the moment is what keeps me engaged the whole time sure so it's really cool to also have actors on stage that they're willing to play and they're willing to, um, like the, the there's this dinner scene where it was <laughs> it, it felt so scene. stiff it felt so like <laughs> stiff and mechanical mm-hmm. like the first few rehearsals that we did it, and as soon as we all relaxed and started playing with what was in front of us like we play like me and Alyssa play with the salad yeah <laughs> yes you do yeah yes, Alyssa do. Jordan <laughs> is in the show with yeah. me and she's so wonderful to just play with because she just she's up for anything. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool to find that as an actor that there's another actor on stage that's totally committed to their character too and they're willing to play. Right. So.
1: Right. I have to say at the end of this, and we do highly recommend, and like we said, it runs through the 29th. It's fantastic. Um, it, it's true theater in that you really get to dissect human behavior. you get to watch this. So it's, it's yeah. reality. You probably need to go see La La Land right <laughs> after. <laughs> <because> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need to see something. You need but yeah. We, yeah, yeah. We talk a lot on this show, uh, cause we've been criticized for, but about mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. understanding your privilege, just yeah. knowing that it's innately there mm-hmm. and then choosing to go beyond it. That's right. the only way two white gay guys can do a show. Sure. Right. Um, is to, uh, because to connect to other people, I will mm-hmm. say though, I, we were leaving. I'm like, I feel you go into that show and you want to be that white person to pat yourself on the back mm-hmm. and saying, I <laughs> I'm, am so... I, yeah. And then you have <laughs> to so go, great, oh... Great crap that brought up and, a lot of things and I that's need to the think thing about, about sure, the show yeah. yeah
0: is without your permission really it kind of lifts everything up yes. and exposes yourself more than anything and right. i think that's you the beauty it, of it yeah celebrate and,
1: being the awesome liberal you are right no no, 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 no no like i said exactly. walks away unscathed exactly oh. no one. It's, it's
0: so great so what why bring this show then to spokane um why why debut it and uh in this time as well, you know, it's it's such a it, interesting time that we're in. You know, I know that stage important? left
3: tried. Uh, they tried to get it last year in their season, and they couldn't. And this year, when they offered it to me, I said yes. I wanted it right away because yeah. it's such. I think it's such an important piece, and it gets more and Very, more important, right, to me yes. th- as the years go by. Uh, I just think it's such an important piece of theater that needs to be seen,
1: yeah. just by everybody. Well, th- and it's a great convert- What I hope for people to go in is that it starts a conversation. Sure. Yes, mm-hmm. um, because this is that you know that art form where, that you can take out of it and go, mm-hmm. and it helps you at least mm-hmm. attempt to be better than you were yesterday. Yeah, you know, to to work on the things because you right. see. I mean, in in the character mm-hmm. of Abe alone, you watch this. It really breaks your heart to see where you end up and how easily you can end up being angry. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and that's all yeah. of us. I mean, it you can see take over very easily. Yeah. Relationships <laughs> right. fall apart in oh, front of you on stage. And stage left is very intimate. So you were <laughs> right. bam. It yeah, yeah.
3: Right there. <laughs> yeah.
2: You can't hide. No, I think the
6: amazing thing about this show mm-hmm. is that all of this, you know, it, it obviously implodes, but all, it, it happens out of love. It mm-hmm. really right. does okay these people love each other mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that we I mean we make mistakes and we do end up hurting each other but the, the cool thing is that if you really step back and look at the story, mm-hmm. All of this bad stuff happens because these people love each other. Oh. And they're trying to figure out life. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what it is. Because
1: you really do your heart breaks when things happen in the main relationship that's up there that kills you. I yeah. mean, yeah. you're no, really yeah. you yeah. get invested in these people, which partly is cuz you all can actually act, which is always <laughs> yeah. <incredible. laughs> yeah. 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 You do get invested. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and then you you ride this ride and it's, you know, like the roller coaster
6: forgot some screws on it
1: and <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it is, falls it apart fast. Like, yeah. yes like it is a roller coaster yeah, yeah. you never
6: yeah. get back to
0: the start it's yeah mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle you drop <laughs> exactly and, and
6: my yeah. fear my fear with it was that people that came to see it if we didn't talk about mm-hmm. it afterwards or at least if it mm. didn't start a discussion that it would further polarize people sure. right that was my fear mm-hmm. yeah right um, well
3: i think opening night what did Tia, the new managing director of uh, Sage Left, said? People stood in the lobby t- for almost an hour yeah. Oh, yeah. after the show. Yeah. People just were not exiting. It, yeah. Right? yeah, which right. is perfect. I love that. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I was hoping for. Well, I
1: think yes, and that's and that brings us to the the last question I want each of you to to answer is and Lance, what did you and each of you what did you want? What do you want people to take? And then, as actors, what have you taken from the show? I, I think I wanted people to walk
3: away. If nothing else, thinking about things. Mm. I think we as a society don't. We like to compartmentalize right. what we do. Yeah. And it's like, no, we all have an effect on everybody else. Sure. And you have to think. And like I said, it is owning your own bigotry.
2: Mm-hmm. We all are.
3: Mm-hmm. It's not a word we like, mm-hmm. but it's a fact. We all have those things, you know, that we like, oh, really? And you think yeah. about it quietly. And it's like, no, you have to own it. Mm-hmm. And if you It's own the only it, way to get past. It's the only way you can get yeah. past it. If you own it, yeah. then you can move past it. If you yeah. never get... If you never own it, you'll never move past it. And I wanted people to see that five seemingly normal people on stage could go through in eighty five minutes some really horrific, some very funny things. Yeah. But yeah. they right. all go through just about the most life changing experiences you could imagine. All yeah. of them do. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me is what good theater does. Yeah. I'm right,
1: it's art. It's right art and that's absolutely Okay, and we'll start at this end this time. And Aubrey, start with you.
3: Yeah.
6: Um, like I said, Emily is one of those characters where I ad- I identified with her immediately because her strong sense of justice. Okay. This is right and this is wrong. Okay. And what I've come to realize is that it's not about justice because mm-hmm. if I seek justice, I will never be happy. I will never be content in my life. And I will never find happiness because justice is a very elusive thing. So instead, what I need to seek to have is compassion for people. I need to understand that people are different. They come from different backgrounds. They have different ways of living. Being married to a man that grew up on a farm has really changed my (laughs) perspective of life Mm -hmm. um, because I grew up in the city and God knows. Farm living and city living are completely different ways of life. (laughs) Um, But I can't begrudge him that. In fact, Mm. I need to look at the way he grew up as a way to Mm. make me stronger, for Mm. me to look at the world differently. So I need to really do have compassion for other people, understand that I can't change them. I cannot change how they think. I cannot change how they act. Mm -hmm. I need to love them for who they are and what they bring to the world.
0: Wow. 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 That is a beautiful message. I think that everyone can and should take from, uh, from the play. That's amazing. Jared, what about you? What, you know, what kind of things do you hope that people
4: saw and what changed you? Wow. Um, I, I just see, I see Abe as he, uh, how do I explain this? Like he, when he was a kid, he was um pretty devout Muslim, and then he tried sure. to, like, kind of go the Americanized way and try to fit in with the other kids, trying mm-hmm. to be that cool, you know, I don't want to say brown guy, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he wants to yeah. fit in. Yeah. And um, then he has a change of heart, and he, he doesn't like the way that that changes people, of that nationality. And mm-hmm. he... Um, he doesn't want to become that so he he fixes it and he goes back to where he was like sure he I don't want to say too much without giving away everything <laughs> yeah but, uh, I know you <laughs> have you. to <laughs> yeah, yeah. So find line a fine run. line this is so hard um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah I'll just leave it at that he just yeah yeah wants to fit in and doesn't like how it goes
1: Frankly. Right. Exactly. and finally Joe I
5: think it's an immigrant story
4: yeah yeah and I think yeah. it's uh, sure it's about
5: trying to uh, fit in, and it's about, I hope you, that people take away that like you have to own your cultural identity. You can process it healthily. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You can deal with it, but or you can just try and bury it and hide it, and then things won't really work out. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. If, yeah. if it's a I parable, know. that's yeah. the message. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> the like there's a lesson that works. of what happens, like,
1: if you don't own <laughs> right. that. Yeah. yeah. And it'll sneak up and bite you. Yeah. It it'll will. <laughs> and everybody else around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the audience and I think that's true it's an immigrant story and I think that's yeah. it, it, very because uh, he gives up one cultural today.
5: identity to like fit in
1: with his yuppie Absolutely. one and like Absolutely. he changes and, and he works much. so hard mm-hmm. to right. deny yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's still in there it's and yet right. he still ends up with this beautiful wife who doesn't want it. it's that interesting right. battle cool. it's like yeah. somewhere in his head he doesn't want to right no. and so yeah, you know no.
5: That's it's, has, it's, it's wonderfully written that way. It is, yeah, it and you is. know
0: what? As we're co- as we're talking about it now, I'm sure the listeners, just like us, are still like w- wrapping around their mind and right. do- having sure. the conversation and trying to make it work. <laughs> you and it. It, you just have to. Yeah. Um, so please go out and see it, um, Lance. What are what are the the dates and times that they can go see uh, it on?
3: We run this. We have a matinee today at two. Okay, stage left, and then Friday and Saturday at seven thirty the next two weekends and matinees at two on Sundays. Perfect. Awesome. So
1: again, we want to thank director Lance Babbitt and the cast. There's three of them here, which is, we love when that happens. Joe Mazzi, Jared Johnson, and Aubrey Shimmick Davis. (laughs) So uh, please go out and see it. This is what I love about Spokane. You think, you don't, yeah. you forget people actually do know how to act. Even, <laughs> if, even if it's community I'm theater, it's not nothing. what you're thinking. Oh. This is a real. Not <laughs> nothing. Oh, boy. So you've got to go see this show. Uh, but we're going to take a brief break we before are. we come back with our favorite therapist, Damon L. Jacobs, will be on the program. Yes, he will.
0: Okay, because we're so obsessed, we are going to have to continue the La La Land trend, yes, please. <laughs> and we're going to play City of Stars, the duet. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, eighty-eight point one and ninety-two point three FM. This is outspoken, and we are always obsessed with La La Land. From now always. on, always, yep. always, we're also obsessed with a man who hails from Manhattan. He is our favorite, favorite, favorite uh, relationship therapist, and currently only on the show. So you <laughs> know, because <not laughs> of...
1: there doesn't need to be any other when you have. He this is
0: man. the one and exclusive. That's yep. right. Um, th- Damon L. Jacobs, he is on air. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, especially considering this is the last stress. week.
1: So
7: much stress
2: of
1: the last good so, administration. Uh, Damon, are you there?
7: Hey boys, with us. Hello, How are sir. You?
1: Great. I know you're out on the road again.
7: I, I am on the road. I'm actually still in Brooklyn right now, but oh. I'm getting ready to head over to Philadelphia. For oh. the um, annual Creating Change Conference, which I think the two of you would love. Oh, it sounds already. Who, yeah. Yeah, I think people who listen to the show would really appreciate it because it's a conference that's really about activists. And right. people that are interested in being part of making the world a better place. And now more than ever, exactly. oh my God. Yes. Where do we need that?
1: Amen, brother. And so
7: I'm really honored to be um, presenting this week and uh doing some work with that.
1: I'm excited that you're presenting at something like yeah. that. That's amazing. Wow. First of all, we yeah. know you 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 help save us all, so I'm glad you're getting out there more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's start right away. We're you know, we're having you on, we kinda themed. Themed you this week, and we want to talk about stress and dealing and moving forward. Um, as you, we just had on the actors from the Pulitzer Prize-winning play uh, *Disgraced*, which deals a lot with a lot of cultural stress. I, I'll call it so. Things these days, uh, there's a lot of political and social stress right now. There's tension between people um, and. And now with you doing this creating change thing, there's, you know, this current level. How do people begin, I guess, to process it? It's getting more intense as we get close to inauguration for some of us who might have some fears. Can we start with when stress hits, how the heck do we begin to process?
7: Okay, so yes, it's of course. We're dealing with the kind of stress that you're describing that... We deal with it at various points in our personal lives, but it's really being amped up right now on such yes. a, a larger scale, and mm-hmm. to a degree of which um, most of us are not accustomed to in our lifetime. Um, I can remember, you know, the Bush years, the Bush Junior yeah. years, where mm-hmm. he had a Republican-led uh, Senate and and House uh, between 2004 and 2006, and. This is similar, yet different, to that time, but I right. point that out only to point to the rationality that, um, you know, we've been in a semi-similar space before. Right. Remember when I spoke with you guys about the three R's for surviving post for surviving President Trump's stress disorder? <laughs> That's PSD, right. <laughs> yes. Right? And that is rationality, responsibility, and relationship. Right. Now, rationality is saying, you know, again, we have... This is just being rational. We have politically been in a similar, not exact same, but we've been in similar right. spaces before. Under other Republican administrations, when the Republican-led Senate, um, we, we've been here before. What we haven't had before is having this experience so immediately, swing immediately after eight years, Right. Uh, being under an administration where compassion and care and um, social rights were advanced so, right. so far. And now to see that pulled backwards is really a slap in the face. And to see it done in such a crass, mm. and um, what seems to be um, a hateful way that this is going about, Absolutely. Is, 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 it is unusual. But that's what I mean by being rational. I will not sit here and tell you that I think the sky is falling and that everything is going to, to hell in a handbasket over the next four years, because I don't know if that's true. Right. And what I'm seeing, and this leads to the other our responsibility, is that there are some folks that are kind of in panic mode right now, and exacerbating the panic and the fear by focusing on um, media, on television, mm. on clickbait, on the Internet, really, really focusing on every potential thing that can possibly go wrong. Right. Right now, I ask you guys, what if, if I was a conservative Republican who was out to uh, make changes right now, and, and if I was really homophobic, what would I want you to feel? Scared, like Sergey. What, what would I want you to be feeling right now yeah. if I was homophobic and Republican in Washington D.C.? What would I want you to have experience? A
0: right lot now? of a lot of fear and a lot of um hate. A lot of right. That. A lot of it.
7: Right. And over time, what's going to happen to you if you experience fear and hate on a regular basis? What are you going to experience? You know, what is that going to do to your physical health, to your mental health?
0: Oh, it's going to deteriorate you completely. I mean, I'll be exhausted. Day two, I'll be exhausted.
7: Right. So let's not make that easier for them. Mm -hmm. If that's what they want, and I think for some people that is what they want. Not all Republicans are like this, but a lot of them are. If that's what they want, if that's what some of these legislatures and some of these people in the Senate are about, let's not make their job easier. The most radical thing we can do at this moment, in my opinion, is to live lives that are fulfilling and meaningful and pleasurable and relevant in whatever way that makes sense to do, right? But if we go into panic mode, and then we decimate our, our immune system and we get sick mentally or physically or we engage in addiction or drugs or alcohol in an abusive way. Mm-hmm. Then we're doing a job for them.
2: Wow. Right? Yeah.
1: That is a way I have never looked at that. That is perspective. Right. Wow. Yeah, and that I'm is the
7: responsibility that's really being called upon all of us yeah. right now in yeah. a way that we're not really accustomed to is saying they can do what they are—they're going to do what they're going to do to my body, they're Mm -hmm. going to do what they're going to do to my legal rights, to my rights to marry. The one thing I will not give them is my joy, is my happiness, my serenity, is my pleasure. Yeah. I won't give them that. They can take a lot from me, but they can't take that.
0: That you know that's amazing because what you're doing is essentially not giving them any power or power over you, and you have this concept called harm reduction. Is that does that tie into this? Is that what that basically is about?
7: Absolutely, because harm reduction, and that's a lot of what I'm going to be presenting about and right. creating change this week, is about this idea of saying that people look the next four years. There's going to be likely to be a lot of pain right. for a lot of us. And, and what do we want to do with pain? Generally, as Americans, we are not taught how to respect it or mm-hmm. deal with it. We're taught to avoid it, distract it, and drug it away.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: So that's a fact. People are going to be drinking. They're going to be using drugs. They're going to be smoking cigarettes. Harm reduction is saying if you're going to use these things, I'm not going to tell you don't do it. I'm going to say please don't do it in a way that is extremely abusive or harmful to you and the people who love you. Do these things. Learn tools for moderation. Harm reduction is exactly what it says. It's about reducing harm from potentially destructive activities that we're going to do anyway. And telling people to just say no or just quit smoking or don't ever drink is really, really not a great strategy for helping people make healthier choices. But my, um, my own workshop this week at Creating Change is going to be about helping people learn if they are smoking cigarettes and using nicotine to control their mood or to control their anxiety, which a lot of people are doing right now and yes. likely to be doing in these next four years, Oh yeah, are there ways to use nicotine for this purpose but reduce the harm? And that's one of the discussions I'm leading, is just talking about some of the alternatives we have now to tobacco cigarettes, like vaping, um, or, or ways to cut down or reduce the impact of tobacco, because that really is going you know, to, again, is really going to hurt your, your physical body if right. you do that over time.
1: Well, you know that's, that's where harm
7: reduction fits into all this,
1: and that's interesting because it also for for those of us who who like I'll just speak for me I don't know but um, so I overwhelm myself with the big picture. Sergey is really good at saying we you know you need to take steps you need to do things, which is really what it sounds like. Harm reduction is about because uh, I went into panic mode, of course, over the recent uh, votes about the taking apart. Um, the Affordable Care Act. And I freaked out because I have pre-existing conditions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. And having to get to the point where I realized, well, then this is my opportunity to implement some healthy things, to not overwhelm myself. And that does seem like what this harm reduction is, not getting freaked out by this gigantic boulder in front of you. And let's figure out what steps you can do, you know, to be able to do it moderately and make the changes and build upon, so that you do have more uh, less anxiety, I guess, about the way the world is changing.
7: Yes, and you know it's a cliche, but it's true. Stress kills.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it's a cliche because it's true. Is a killer. Yeah. yeah,
7: yeah. And and you know we we talk about medical conditions, and you're right. I mean, Jonathan, you're absolutely factually correct. It is there is a possibility. Right, that right. you or anyone with a pre existing condition could lose coverage, which mm-hmm. is where we were three years ago before exactly. the Affordable Care Act existed. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I know for certain is that the stress about that and the panic about that, which is inevitable to some degree, right. But if that can be reduced, if the harm from that can be reduced, your body, your mind, your spirit will do better. And you are likely to be in a better position of deciding how to take appropriate action. Right. Whether that is doing things that are less harmful for your body and or being more active. Because I hear you right. guys, and I think you're really like yep. on the cusp of like saying, we got to get out there. And oh, be yeah. political now. Yeah, because absolutely. Because the personal is political. And if you have a pre-existing condition and your yeah. life is being threatened, then you are in a unique position to mm-hmm. be speaking and teaching and writing and screaming about right. what's happening.
1: Exactly, and one hundred percent on on the side of. um, So we already know that you know I'm an extremist, and so on the side of someone who maybe deals with anxiety or with like battling the depression part, which things like this can trigger really easily. I use the show, of course, to kind of help me, give me a reason to keep moving when I don't want to move. But what are some things if people are, they're very, you know, as we would call them, quote unquote, highly strung, or they, you know, they have these reactions to it. What are things they can do in their life that is just little things that keep them, you know, maybe from letting it trigger those those big uh, issues?
7: There's a lot of tools. I think this, uh Mental tools and and breathing tools. I mean, simply breathe. I mean, for one thing, just Mm -hmm. breathe. Because when you're panicking, literally, you're panicking, you're having a physical response because your brain is not getting enough oxygen. So that's why when you have a panic attack, they are like, breathe, 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 because your brain needs oxygen. So breathe. And I recommend beginning every day, the first five minutes of just sitting, just sitting and breathing, without a phone, without a TV, without electronic objects, without, you know, before you—if you are inclined to go online and terrorize yourself with these horrific stories (laughs) about what might happen in the apocalypse that's before us, I don't recommend people do that. But if you have to do that, at least take five minutes to breathe first.
1: Right. I have to write that
7: down. People have survived. Humanity has survived circumstances much, much worse than this.
2: Right, yeah. And
7: and again, in this country, we have been in situations that have been, well, if not worse, but similar to where we're headed now. Mm-hmm. And we have made it through. The pendulum swings both ways, and it is likely to swing again at some point in the next four to eight years. Yeah. So this is about getting through and making sure that when the pendulum does start to swing the other way, that you're still here to enjoy it.
1: True statement.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you you gotta make it through. Well, yeah, Damon. Just like Jonathan, I think anybody here, um, you, you know, can overthink, and that can become really, really bleak and and just really um hard to process. And for me, I find a lot of hate in the world right now. There, it's really exposed, and that's hard to deal with. But talk about harm reduction. I think that it's important to um also protect some relationships with people you might have who you might see a lot of hate in. How how You know, can we go about that? How can we see the good in people despite what their beliefs are, or you know, what kind of what kind of things they're saying? A lot of people are mouthpieces for hate right now, and I, it's hard to deal with that.
7: I'm so glad you said that because that's the third R in my uh, surviving PTSD is relationship. Responsibility, rationality, and relationship. Because relationships are really especially now because Mm -hmm. there's so many of us that are on the same side of the political fence now. A lot of us that are united in ways that have common ground that we didn't have before three months ago. But now that you're asking about, what about the people on the other side of the political fence? The um, the friends, the relatives, the aunts and uncles, the people on social media who we know who are proclaiming that removing ACA is like the best thing, and they're all about Trump. Oh, yeah. And it's a real challenge, but I... And and I think the person, um, I don't remember her name, but the actress you were just interviewing before I came on had mm-hmm. such a beautiful, eloquent way of saying, finding the love that's there. Now, love, I don't mean romantic love like La La Land. Right. I don't right. mean that kind of love. <laughs> <laughs> not saying that. And when you love someone, it doesn't even necessarily mean you like them or that right. you have to be in the same room with them. But when I say love, I'm saying just recognizing that Every living being has a meaningful presence as a light within us, everybody, and all of us are doing the best we can mm-hmm. with the tools we have been given in this world. This and is we, true. a lot of us, are using those tools in different right. ways. Yes, right. Very. So for me. Yeah light is about expressing a sense of love and positivity and wanting people to have access to health care um, so that they can have these great relationships and great sex and great experiences of living that make life so meaningful. But right. other people have logical systems where they have arrived at an opposite conclusion. And one of the things I'm really curious to do over these next four years is learn more about that logical system, because I honestly don't understand it very well. Yeah, no. But... The relationship part of this is saying we are being called upon now. Those of us that want to make change in the world are going to be called upon to act and react to each to to different in a different way, to react to conflict Mm -hmm. and different points of view in a way that we're not accustomed to doing. Just saying that with more empathy and trying to really understand that logical system that people use to arrive at these conclusions that are so opposite. Um, We're not generally trained or conditioned to do that in in this society. But I I think about what Trump's message has been, which has been about condemnation Mm -hmm. and um, disrespect and hate and abuse. And then I see people who claim to be on the left using the same exact tools on social media when they're disagreeing with people or getting to arguments with people using name calling, yeah. using um, disregarding their point of view, using horrible language mm-hmm. to express a uh, uh, disagreement. And I'm like, you know, that's using the same tools to build the same house. Yeah. Right. and So I think how that... can we say we're somehow better than Trump exactly. or these right wingers? When we're doing the same thing to each other. Exactly. I
1: think, unfortunately, that was so brought into uh, even more light this week between m- the reaction to Meryl Streep's uh, a speech and the reaction to Nicole Kidman coming out and saying the words support and Trump in the same sentence. The people I've been watching this discussion, the people have torn apart. Nicole Kidman not give even though you're right they're using the same exact things that they condemn one side for and they're going to use it to vilify and destroy someone with the opposite and that's the problem you know we're not connecting we're not and mm-hmm. I get that it's hard but the truth is we can't we can't continue to do that because then the the what the real problem is is going to get worse and destroy ourselves. It'll eat us like a cancer. But I mean, to see that happen with people who, you know, we all feel pat ourselves on the back, we're liberals, and we know how to fight right, and and then to see that break down so simply in front of us was heartbreaking.
7: It is, and it reminds me so much of um, this quote from Audrey Lord, who is a wonderful writer, and if you haven't read some of her stuff, I recommend you do it, but her famous quote is, the master's tools will never, be, will never be used to dismantle the master's house. Oh, wow. And this is a, an African-American lesbian woman who wrote these words about 40 years ago, maybe more. And her whole point is that we can't use these tools of hatred and slavery to make real change in the world.
1: That is amazing. And so
7: wow. if we care about the world and we care about each other and creating change, mm-hmm and helping people have access to health and love and pleasure, that means we don't use the same tools that the extreme right has used to create the kind of hatred and fear and vilifying and attacking that they're using right now, that we want to rise above that and use something different yeah, in order to create the kind of world that we want to see, where people actually demonstrate compassion and concern and care for each other. right? And again we are generally not taught or conditioned or validated or reinforced or rewarded for doing this in American society. Right, right. So it's this, easier... It sounds like hokey pokey, like, right. you know, rose-colored glasses stuff. Yeah.
2: To us. <laughs> yeah. We are trained right.
1: to dismantle each other to find our weaknesses, and we are not trained to mm-hmm. recognize each mm-hmm. other for the beauty that we have. That's just right. not and the cultural norm. how Trump
7: has risen to power? That's, That's absolutely. exactly right. That's yeah.
1: exactly right. I'd never, and what's funny about this conversation is half the things that you have made us think about is a different perspective that I now I'm going to have to go for a week and like go process. <laughs> that's <laughs> so that's, great. Good.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's good. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that that's kind of the key to, to moving forward. I mean, we all have to process and see. And and the three R's are so important, you know, that you you brought up last time. And now again, Damon, is the responsibility, rationale, and relationship. And I think that the more we think about it, the more we as a, a country and a society delve through those, I think we can actually
1: move forward and fix this on the other side. Right. And I think just the title of this uh, program that you're going to go teach at, Creating Change, is what Mm -hmm. we all need to begin to resonate on. I know that in our team, we we have discussed and decided... That what we need to, to focus on from this day forward is the greatness that we each have inside of us. And that yes. means the greatness to connect to people, the greatness to create joy in relationships so that life, like you said earlier, Damon, there are pieces of life that remind us of why we care about the world around us. And, you know, that's a commitment we, we choose to make on a daily basis because it does look so hard right now, mm-hmm. that you, but we can't forget. Even when we're fighting, you can't forget why, because that's when you start using those tools, quote unquote, tools of the
7: master. Exactly. Um, so, what a beautiful well, thing to remember. Thank you, guys, and and I think shows like this and, and platforms like this, where we continue to have dialogue and yeah. try to, we seek to understand and just keep going and not giving up, even when we get tired or exhausted, but to just keep trying to to understand. Is so important and going to be so important in these four years.
1: Exactly.
7: Um, and just remembering, and this is my stubborn now. This is my stubborn tourist <laughs> self. But I say this in my book too. Absolutely shouldless. Mm-hmm. Every time you're upset, every time you're depressed, anxious, miserable, in pain, there is someone somewhere profiting.
1: Yes, true.
7: So wow. think about that. If huh. there is a way that you and and you and I say all of us, if mm. we are complicit in our own mental emotional suffering, there is someone benefiting from that, and I think that someone or those someone's are very obvious right now.
0: Yes, very so, much so. True. Very oh much my so.
1: gosh, I'm so excited now to go like journal my thoughts uh, for real. There you go. Yeah. I've I've needed this because I am definitely in that. I'm anxious, mm-hmm. I'm depressed, mm-hmm. I, I feel out of control. And uh, so this is very helpful. And, and if I feel that way, there are a lot of other people out there listening Absolutely. who feel that way as well because um, as special as I like to be, I ain't that special. So <laughs> this is really good things to to think about. Also, um, we have to it, remind everybody, uh, Damon L. Jacobs is an amazing relationship and marriage therapist, and he has two books out, Rational Relating and Absolutely Should List, available where all books are, show, are, are sold. Um, but I'm with you. The conversation has to start. Keep happening. It's when that stops, we're in danger. Exactly. So keep talking. It is.
7: And... And then registration for Mm -hmm. creating change in Philadelphia. This is through the Gay Lesbian Task Force that's still open. And if this year it doesn't work, this is an annual event. It's usually the third week in January. It's a wonderful way to start the new year. And um, for, if you can't make it this year, please consider putting this on your calendar for next year. Uh, I think you boys would love this, and I'd love to see you there next year. Sounds well, like amazing. Yeah,
0: year. we'll have to put that on our calendar, absolutely. Thanks for letting us know about that, Damon, and thanks for coming on Sunday. and As always. As always, giving us a different perspective and some, I need some it. Yeah, some yeah. good should list thoughts. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank
7: you.
1: Hey, and, and I don't know what you say in public speaking, but I'll say break a leg like we do in theater <laughs> on, on your... <laughs> We'll say that on that. And uh, we will talk again in the future because uh, we have so much fun. And I really appreciate the tools you're giving us to, in a very, what can be scary for a lot of us, Mm -hmm. uh, the great tools to see it in a different perspective and to still connect to joy and each other. I think that's most important.
7: Yeah. We all have a life. We just have to seek it out. Oh, love it.
1: Love that. Thank you, David.
7: All right, guys. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: All right. That was our favorite time of the month, I Mr. Damon Al Jacobs. I and, think he saved my life. I, you right know what? In one That's month, exactly he right. He saved my life. Not only does it work on our personal level, I think it works for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. We're all different. But like you said, we're all kind of dealing with the same thing. Yeah. We're all trying to
1: process Same thing. It. Yeah. Uh, no matter what live? side of the aisle you, you find yourself, there's, right. there's a lot to process this time. Right. There's yeah. a lot of division. And now. it's
0: kind of, for me at least, it's a battle of how do I you know, process this, understand it, fight for it, yeah. um, you know, do all the things that I know I need to do and want to do and yet still have a happy, fulfilling life where I care about people. Because Because that's the hard thing. It's so
1: hard. It's easy to get lost on one end of it It and forget the other. And honestly, on both sides. On both sides. You have to find where is that balance, where is that middle ground. And I think, and honestly, as we were talking to him about what we're resonating on in our group this Mm -hmm. year, uh, credit where credit is due, you brought that to our attention and this idea of let's remember these things because it's about rocking and changing the world but not forgetting to have the quality of life you're trying to, to change. It's a balance, oh, and I do think it, it takes the intention of seeing it first right. before it can happen. So to right. you, you know, that's why oh. the team works as amazing as we do, because well, we all bring important things, and that's, that's very important.
0: It is. And now we are going to take a song break here before we come back with a little political party we have for you. Um, Oh,
1: I love political parties. I
0: do, too. And to start off, we're going to have a little political song for you. This is from Hamilton, of course. Um, This is one last time and we are dedicating this um, a little show in Spokane, dedicating it to the great uh, Barack Obama um, last week of his presidency. Um, And this is one last time. So here you are. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is outspoken.
1: It's like musical day. So it's been La (laughs) La Land and Hamilton. Those are our two themes. How about that? Again, La La Land, just if you need a great escape. It's amazing. It's a great escape. Uh, The first play we want you to go to that we've mentioned, Disgraced, not an escape. (laughs) So that's an in-your-face welcome to your world. (laughs) Um, So you need need both. Uh, We want to take a moment and say we are very happy to welcome the newly elected chair and vice chair of the Spokane County Democrat Central Committee, the longest title ever. Um, <laughs> to our program, Andrew Viviano, you've been on before, and Jacqueline Archer, you're Hello. new to our program, so welcome. Thank um, you so much. Thank you both for coming in. You know, we love politics. You know that, Andrew. Right, right. We're poli- political nerds. We are. I love that about you. Right? Aww. It's true. And we love to be involved and we love to find hope. <laughs> so <laughs> <Yeah>. thank goodness. <laughs> uh, much needed hope. Yes, much needed. Um, but with new leadership, especially for both of you, comes yeah. new ideas, comes right. new directions, comes a lot of hopes that you bring to it. Let's start there. Uh, taking over the chair and the vice chair here, what are your hopes and where do you, you foresee it going?
8: Well, <laughs> let's, uh, we're looking to see who, can get, who should talk first. Right. We're trying to be, you know, the new... So uh, respectful. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, we're talking about collaboration. That's and, not yeah, politics our, at, our, at our all. Biggest, our biggest hope is bringing people together and right. not fighting as right. much, or at least if we're going to be fighting about talking about the right things yes. th- in right. a um, productive sure. way. Uh, what we both see as a vision for the, for the whole community and the party in, in general is to make it a, a service organization that recognizes the needs that we can be filling. And mm-hmm. our biggest resource is the number of people that are motivated and want to make a big change in the world. And they go to these meetings and they, they fight about politics and who we can get elected. But the reality is that electing people is not the end goal. That's just a means to the end. The end goal it is should th- be yeah. The end goal is the is the values that we want to see taken um, into effect. We want the policies that are going to be much more um, inclusive for everybody. And th- the most effective way of doing that, perhaps, might be getting a a majority of a pol- in politics who can make those things happen. Right. But even in a time like this, where it's depressing and and we feel like we're on the ropes, um, terrifying. There's opportunities <laughs> to make a <laughs> difference everywhere. And we think the party can be. Uh, Kind of a facilitation for that—a clearinghouse where people can come together and find out opportunities they might not know about, make connections they wouldn't have had otherwise, and um, make a difference.
1: I like that, Jacqueline.
9: Oh, it was interesting. I was talking to a lot of people on the phone about, you know, why I was running for vice chair, and you know, people would be like, "So, how do you how do you think you're going to get people elected? What are you going to do to get Democrats elected?" And the answer that I gave was that once people see the party having their back, Mm -hmm. nothing will be able to keep them from coming to the polls. Nothing will keep them from getting involved. They will know that they they will do it because it'll be good for them once they see us in the community, you know, getting involved on the ground, not with the automatic motive of now we're here, do this thing for us, but because we're trying to put our ideals into action right up front.
1: Right. And right. I think that's what we saw in this election the most was it. We have this winning mentality that it's about who wins, not about yeah. what we it's put about money up and there. numbers. Right, I exactly. just want my yeah. side to yep. win right. so I can say I'm right. Yep. And if mm-hmm. that's all your motivation is, what do you follow it up with? It Let's talk about politics. taking. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about, you know, that's when you get things like gutting uh, a whole system of, of insurance and not having a way to replace it. Because right. it's not about replacing no. it. It's mm-hmm. about, I want to win, mm-hmm. and so you get to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that's, and so that's true. I, be, I agree with you. I think if we show that there is something to believe in, someone who has you, has your back, there's more. I, I hate a lot of words with no action. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the worst. And that's exactly
8: And winning can be dangerous sometimes. Look what happened in 2008, 2009. Mm. We we, we won big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then kind of sat back. That went well. We figured, you know what? (laughs) We got Obama. We have Congress. Yeah. They got this. Got lazy. Right. I I did my part of the job. Yes. Who was was working really hard that time? The Tea Party. Mm -hmm. Yes. Getting organized. And they knew exactly.
1: Yeah. And we were like, oh, I guess we had to do something. No, we got lazy and apathetic. Yeah.
8: And we did things. But I think we kind of took advantage for granted that everything else is going to happen too. Right. That it was in the, yeah, that we had it. In the bag. Right.
0: Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely.
8: Well, it, you know, one of the things that happened with this recent election,
0: I think the most blatant thing is it kind of revealed um, how divided our country is and how divided we all are mm. and Democrats as well. I mean, that it, it kind of showed that even uh, the Democratic side can't really agree on stuff sometimes. How do you hope to bring that into, you know, Spokane County Democrats and, and provide unity for us at the ground level?
9: Well, I mean, one thing at the beginning is, is simply moving forward, mm-hmm. I think. There are a lot of people who are fixated on, you know, how the race should have gone, which candidate should have gotten the nomination, yes. et cetera, et, yes. et cetera. But the fact is of the matter is that we're living here today, mm-hmm. and the circumstances are as they are, and we need to start seeing each other right. and our various perspectives as assets, as, as opportunities to learn, as right. perspectives huh. that can help enrich the work going
7: forward,
8: Sure. Yeah. Wow. I Th- see too many people. I, I dif- disagree with most people about um, the differences. I think many people want to resolve them and mm-hmm. figure out how we can finally have one opinion and get down to it. And I think mm-hmm. that's the opposite. That's the wrong approach. Right. Our strength comes, our, you know, our unity comes from having a place where it's the right. diverse opinions. Mm-hmm. We're stronger because of that. Um, right. And we're bigger because of that. We can't have if you look at a party that everyone has the same exact right. philosophy It's a very small party mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. has very little power. Yeah. Uh, I m- mentioned in the speech yesterday that you know the Republicans have I can count five distinct parties amongst them yeah. that have united that are very different the libertarians and the Tea yeah. Party and the Trumps and the Christian Right and, the, oh, and yeah. the and the Chamber of Commerce are all different things but they have yeah. figured out how to work together to get what they yeah. collectively want. We seem to have this idea that we have to be pure. Not There's everybody. only one way There's to only be one the, way. yeah right and i think it's actually a much stronger message if we're talking about income inequality or right. saving the environment or mm-hmm. marriage equality yeah. it's better if it's a broad coalition of people that disagree otherwise come from different philosophical mm-hmm. backgrounds mm-hmm. and yeah. at least agree on that one thing mm-hmm. so when i hear that someone is a member of the party who i disagree with about most things i think that's amazing that's awesome right, right. we were able to attract you in and didn't repel you by our purity right. test <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, yeah and then that person can yeah. make a different <laughs> points and that person can can um Outreach to other people. Yeah. 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 Well,
1: I think it's when we we were talking in the first hour of the show about why are we still, and you mentioned this, Jacqueline, why are we still asking the... Or saying, well, the, it should have been Hillary. Yeah, well this, that this ship candidate has or sailed that sailed. And <laughs> yeah. listen, mm-hmm. I get it. Right. And you know, back three months ago, I'm with you. But now we have to move forward somehow. Right. That question mm-hmm. is just continuing mm-hmm. to divide us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have, oh, it should have been Bernie, it should have been Hillary. That that does not serve the purpose of moving us yeah. forward, it doesn't. of doing things. But you mentioned, you know, Andrew, you're mentioning something called bipartisanship, which <laughs> is so rare. <laughs> right, anymore it is. because we forget to connect on a person. Personal, what are we looking at the people? I really feel like uh, most of our leaders have been disconnected from what it is like to actually be one of their constituents, why they care. It's more about what they get out of it. So, you're talking about some politicians are great at this, a lot of them are not anymore. But bringing back this ability Mm -hmm. to reach across all aisles and just Mm -hmm. how do we come together as people? And we have to start locally, right? We have to start on a local level, yeah.
9: And a huge part of that, I think, loops back to to what Andrew was saying earlier about, you know, being out in the community and being a service organization. Once you do that, you've now humanized this whole group of people. So if they say something that sounds outrageous yeah. <laughs> <or> at <laughs> right, first yeah. glance, yeah, all of a sudden it's not just this bad idea or you know this political notion. It's part of a, a perspective attached to a right, human being.
1: Right. Just right. don't tweet about it. That's all I have. Twitter is dangerous. It, it is dangerous. and dangerous. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> it's come to light so much. Not, yeah, not, right. Well,
0: I think, Jacqueline, you're so right because it's, it's that, um, you know, seeing someone as a person and the comp- compassion that you see first and saying, okay, well, this is where you're coming from. And we really all want to achieve the same thing. We're just going at it. 10,000 different ways mm-hmm. and we're fighting about right. those ways instead of
8: achieving something right. and I think that's what we're missing really and sometimes we do want different things and that's okay too I talking to some um, members of the party yesterday one guy is saying, saying oh, he's there for one reason and one right. reason only and that's to be a Bernie guy and kick progressive <laughs> butt wow, and yeah. defeat the hey. corporate and I was like you know what that is great Right. And I, my job as chair is yeah. to give you a, a place to do that, a, a safe right. place to respectfully have right. these debates, and then we'll vote on it at the end, yeah. uh, as long as we keep it respectful. Right. And someone else can be there who thinks that those progressive ideas are wrong and that yeah. we should do more moderate stuff, and that's great, too. I, want, I need both of you. I, we cannot have a, an outcome that... That makes one of you yep. have to leave, right? Well, and that's right. mm-hmm. the great
1: American problem right. right now: is deciding some group of people is less worthy than another group of people. Right? I just so needs so to. I said the only side stop, I'll yeah.
8: ever take is on inclusion. I'm not going to take sides on the substance right. of it, but I'm always going to fight to make sure everyone's included in the process because exactly. we're going to yeah. be even b- more diverse than we are right now. Frankly, because there are people that are conservative, yeah, that yes. we're going to mm-hmm. want to be on our side, yes. right? For at least mm-hmm. the areas right. that they want
2: to be. Right.
1: I agree completely.
8: Well, and that and that's a
0: that's a whole nother conversation. I mean, how, how can someone oppose you and your I- ideas and you bring it together? And that's that's fascinating to me, really. Mm-hmm. Well, politics, politics is fascinating. Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's get down some nuts and, some nuts and bolts. Uh, with so much happening on a national level, moving towards weakening equality, um, weakening social programs mm-hmm. and, and all, what can we do on our local level to reinforce the rights and the programs? That mm-hmm. Because if national it's gonna get scary, how do we reinforce our communities?
8: to protect us. The best thing we can do on the local level is talk about the human side of things. We have to stop. The biggest mistake we're making, I think, in a political sense is making it about personal attacks on Donald Trump or about other individuals right. where it's, a, right. it's mm. a, and that distracts oh, We're stupid. Atta- yeah, we're stupid. Huh. Even if you're right, what you've done is put the focus on on him, Donald Trump, instead mm-hmm. of upon the people that right. we care about. That right. it, it so you just helped re- him. Right, we just helped him. very restra- press. Right, yeah. exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. What changes people's minds is it's to know people that are actually affected by policies. Right. Marriage equality right. turned around when people started realizing this. It's about the story and the, the story. people. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with for immigration. Right. Same thing about yeah. social right. justice issues. The power yeah. of your story. Right, Huge. exactly. The power of the story. And so no more can you do that better than on a local level of, of getting right. people to personally connect and get those. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So if we want to talk about um, the, the impact on people's lives, we need to do that through the media as much mm-hmm. as we can, but even better to have personal connections of going to events and yeah. being open with your story and right. who you are. And right. um, I've seen it in action. You know, I, uh, one of my best friends is a deeply religious conservative who had never thought he would support anything of, about marriage equality until he met me, Wow. and I talked about the fact that my father is gay and yeah. he has a partner, yeah. and then he really couldn't think the same way because <laughs> yeah. there's there an impact. He he'd never met anybody who he knew was openly gay. It was hard to believe yeah. at this day and age, but if you insulate yourself, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> all right, and right, that, right. And, and he voted for the um, for the initiative in Washington yeah. State. Wow, that's, oh, wow. How you get, that's how you get a strong. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked wow. about it for years, even back in my day, that it's, you place a, the mask of a monster on mm-hmm. something that scares you, mm-hmm. and it's when mm-hmm. people are forced to see that, that mask as a human being, that it makes you at least, the best, the least of the best it can do is to make you question why, because you're like, oh wait, now I know that person, and now this thing that I was believing kind of doesn't, so at least it makes them have to mm-hmm. begin to look at themselves and mm-hmm. their
8: views. Yeah, and, absolutely. And the best thing we can do is just not throw someone away because of that. I right. Mean, yeah. When I do doorbelling right. with last my campaign last year, I made a ton of people that at first blush my. Instinct is to run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I beat those person, people every day. This person is, not, is going to is going to hate me, right? And yeah. just abuse me. And I find that yeah, I'm never going to see the eye, to eye with this person on right. tax policy or right. any, yeah, or guns or immigration, right? But suddenly we are completely in sync on something else that's important. And he and he says, "I'll vote for you." For you that. found your ground, yeah, yeah and, ground. and so my friend who voted for marriage equality is. Still thinks I'm completely cuckoo on <laughs> on, my, on other stuff. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Right. right, right. And, and vice right. versa. But we can finally start working on things that matter. Wow. Right. Get the
0: little ones in. And, and, and the battles. I mean, really, it's it's It's, it's about, choosing. It's yeah. choosing. Yeah. Choose I mean battles. You know, <laughs> pick one.
9: I think it's also... I mean, you, you started to say yeah. choosing your battles is also a matter of uh, finding your level of investment.
0: Okay. True. Yeah. True. Very much so.
9: Finding out... So i mean personally i'm I'm a queer person of color mm-hmm. uh, if someone comes at me hard with the, yeah. with the homophobia <laughs> yeah. the transphobia yeah. the racism i can't yeah I only have so much energy uh yeah. to deal with, but I find a level of investment what right. i can what I can engage with someone on mm-hmm. you know in a way that's that's healthy for both of us, healthy mm-hmm. for me and constructive for them yeah um and then and then moving forward from that recognizing that. Until I take a, a position of leadership, which you know, I have now, um, in that position of leadership, I'm now accepting the role of something of an educator. Mm-hmm. And then right. out, outside of that position, I'm not. I don't think it's necessarily the role of every you know marginalized man, woman, or child dealing with say issues of class or you know labor or race or whatever to to. Be the bridge to every single person right. who mm-hmm. doesn't understand them. You find your level of investment, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, just take that small step forward. And those those steps sure. are crucial exactly. and, and helpful. And right. As we
1: say on this show, and I think we, we is the message we need to bring out. The truth is, you said it. Not sure. Not everybody's called to leadership. Not everybody's mm-hmm. called to the microphone. Not everybody's called. But the least we can do as citizens is to. Get behind and support those people who are. Mm-hmm. Support the leaders. Mm-hmm. M- maybe that's not where you're at, but we are called to, to support the ones who are fighting for us. And that's the least we can do as citizens is to, you know, one of the, the f- uh, conversations we had during the election before, Andrew, was this importance now that this has happened to find those leaders with the values. And even if they've never been in leadership before and help for the next two, four years, however long we need to build them up and make sure they are the voice that they need to be. because right. And all of us know someone mm-hmm. who we're like, oh, if you're not already, we need to put you there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, that's, and what's exciting about uh, the new elections here at the Spokane County is that we have this these two people that should be there are finally in a place to, to speak. You know, we very much backed you 100% last time. Yeah, I really and appreciated associated. that. <laughs> um, because we need those voices. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We do. Well, Andrew, I kind of want to talk
0: to you a little bit about what, um, you know, this last election cycle, because we all kind of felt, um, a lot of uh, a loss in our country. I mean, it was, it was a really a, a time of mourning and for everyone involved. I mean, because on a national level, we felt like we, um, our country was 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 ruined and but for you it also was you know the loss of your own personal election and that was such a personal thing for you and i know that it took some time and right. is probably still a little bit of healing how did you recover from that from both of those things and come back to still be a fighter and how can you know the things you learned resonate with other people so they also can come back and be fighters it took me a lot
8: of time yeah um, you just have to take time there's no way around it i was right. really numb for the first few days <laughs> everyone is saying, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I, yeah. I was fine. <laughs> yeah. And it was about two or three days later where out of nowhere, I s- fell apart. Oh my I had to pull over my car because wow. I was crying too hard. And I didn't know what I was really crying about. It was just the general loss of everything. And right. my own right. race and effort we put in combined with the national stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then just the feeling of what's, what's going on here. Why are people um, feeling this way about our country? And, yeah. and, the, and the fear that everyone else has felt right. Um, and then I went through a kind of withdrawal of, I'm so done with politics <laughs> that it, hurt, it hurts too much. <laughs> yeah. Um But I kept inv- un- engaged. You know, i still went to the meetings with people that with groups that I cared about, like mm-hmm. in the NAACP and my, mm-hmm. my um, mm-hmm. day job and political meetings. And I realized, no, I, I can't let what we, what I did and what we're all doing go to waste. Absolutely. And, and that I did learn something through this process. I think the best learning I came, came from knocking on doors and talking to so many voters, people I would never speak to on a regular basis, right. um, and getting to know why right. they are of this of this mindset. And it was helpful for me, because it helped put things back together that um, having met people who voted against me or against us, mm-hmm. and to know why they did that, what their perspective is. It's not the caricature you see um, on the media. On right, news. yeah. Um, and then thinking, you know what? Uh, through this experience, I have had the privilege of learning things that most people don't get a chance to learn, mm-hmm. I should hopefully put that to good use by running for county chair. It took me a while to get this this decision as well. Right? Sure. Yeah, Yeah. like Once bitten, twice shy. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, then I realized it's a big privilege and honor and uh, talked to Jacqueline and Mm -hmm. encouraged her to do it as well because I knew that we would be a great team of people that have a very great, very similar um, goals, but have wonderfully diverse experiences that we could both teach each other something.
1: Well, and you bring up Jacqueline. Jacqueline, um, so you're new to us. So, well of course <laughs> yeah. we have to do we have to do a <laughs> little research. Okay, it's it's not you're no slouch. It's like you have some background here as well that that puts you yeah. And so why don't we tell why don't you go ahead and share a little bit about that background um and how you got to this point. But I mean, there's been a lot in that in your activism. <laughs> yeah, you've life. done a lot of yeah. activism. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, between the two of you, basically, we can save the world, just so you guys know. So, no yeah. pressure. <laughs> no, no pressure. Oh, at oh all. man. Yeah, here we go. We're on your team. We're on your team. But tell our listeners a little bit about your background.
9: <laughs> okay. Uh, ooh, let's see if we can short version this. us make it makes sense. <laughs> It's sort of an odd narrative for me because it's been a whirlwind since moving Mm -hmm. to the Spokane area about four years ago. Um, And I definitely consider this place my home. I absolutely love it. Um, I plan to be here for quite a while if I can. Great, yeah. Um, But the first – when I came here, the first organization that I had contact with, um, activism-wise, was the Peace and Justice Action League. Mm -hmm. And and I honestly don't – oh, no, I do remember why. Uh, Chris Hedges came to speak at the Fox Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go and I discovered that I could go if um, I helped sign people up for pajals at the door (laughs) or whatever (laughs) and I like did some quick research online be like okay who are these people okay I can do that all right Right. let's go and this is how I got my free ticket in and I had done some canvassing before right um actually via my religious days <laughs> um, way back when. And so I took those skills and did that in that context. And they were like, hey, you did a good job at this. You should join us. Let, met Liz Moore, got involved with them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best decisions I ever mm-hmm. made. They're a fantastic organization. Um, through them, I met some fantastic people who were uh, connected to Washington CAN, a Washington Community Action Network, and the NAACP, uh, where I, I got involved in a just, Kept going to meetings and whatnot, and um, started writing for well actually I, I got connected through Washington Can because of The Black Lens. Yes, Andy okay. Williams' yeah. awesome publication. Oh, yeah. She's Amazing. a powerhouse. She is, yes. absolutely. Um, she Fantastic. encouraged me to write for her. I wrote a piece about Jim McDevitt when he was our interim police chief mm-hmm. and the Washington can people met me there and they're like, Hey, we're doing a thing. You should do the thing with us. (laughs) And, and that's really just how I got pulled in. And so I just kept meeting uh, members of the wonderful progressive community of Spokane, um, and kept volunteering. And over time, uh, just attending meetings and community events and whatnot, uh, that's actually how I met Andrew. Yeah. I was going to oh. say, how do you mean? I
1: yeah. mean, we were looking at all y'all, what you're doing, and talking early, Say, we, f- we have two people, finally, who are as busy as we are. <laughs> 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 Amazing. <laughs> how, how do they you do everything do yeah. under the sun. Right, I love that. Right, <laughs> everything. And so you saw, you were just saying, you saw good potential. Right, exactly. Yeah, to be able to, yeah. to do things.
8: Yeah, I figured, um, I mean, you know, all of us, what we really want in life, I think, more than anything is to matter. And just right. trying to matter. True state. Um, yeah, and wherever, you, wherever our gifts down. let us make the most difference is where we want to go. Right. Uh, it's my day job as a civil rights lawyer. I felt right. I like to argue and yeah. I, can, <laughs> I can research. Yeah. Things. See. Yeah. Um, and then politics is something I've always wanted to to, to do. Um, mm-hmm. And it's there's a lot of different ways to get involved. I've been mostly volunteering on campaigns and being part of. Um, right other groups but i thought mm-hmm. let's try direct yeah there you go exactly
0: mm-hmm. get involved get your foot in the yeah. door and you know be the change now I, it's funny you talk about the change and mattering and and making an impact a lot of people um i i don't know if the last election changed any of that but a lot of people don't think that their voice or their vote matters at all mm. and that inhibits them from not only voting but going out and taking the further step of getting involved in everything do you mm-hmm. think that um there's uh, anything to be addressed there on the local level? And how do we address that? How do we get people out and, you know, be activists or at the very least do their c- civic duty of voting?
8: Uh, it's so hard. Yeah, uh, right. We, That's a big question. Right. We have a really uh, insanely low um, voting turnout. Unfortunately here and so. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I tell people there's no such thing as not voting. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there's no such thing. Yeah. You, okay. you can cast a ballot for A or B or or. Not voting is C, but yeah, yeah. one of those things as an is it, an effect, right? Yes. Um, and very true. We just have to make make it clear uh, what the impact mm-hmm. of the elections are, right? Um, and and help people realize that they can make uh, a difference, and they will make a difference, no matter what. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we've gotten a really, but I think I think that the whole trend has been that's a very successful approach by people who don't want people to vote, who need lower turnout, absolutely to convince them 100%. that voting doesn't matter. And a lot of us who are uh, passionate supporters of democracy inadvertently keep saying that, reinforcing that message by saying it's all corrupt and it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and I, I always cringe at that because they were just playing right into the hands of those who need mm-hmm. low turnout to do what they want to do. That's exactly
1: right. what our therapist, Damon L Jacobs, who was just on before same you said thing. the yeah. same mm-hmm. thing that well, when you do things yeah. to even harm yourself, like not voting, you're actually supporting someone yeah, who exactly. wants you to make right. that Well, decision.
0: and the lack of vote is what, you know, turned out to affect this last election. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've seen the numbers. Jacqueline, I think you have something to add to that. because that
9: question really touches on a passion of mine. Right. Um, One of the things I I often feel is, though, because of the emphasis on horse race politics, um, is that everybody's looking at the national level. Everyone's looking at, you know, it's all about Trump and Clinton, and it's all about, uh, you know, these big figures up here. But where our voice has the most impact, just mathematically, Mm -hmm. is at the local level. Mm -hmm. So Um, true. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't don't know their local political scene, and it, it's not necessarily True. that easy mm-hmm. to to learn it and yeah. get involved with it. Right. Um, and so, I guess that's that's part of the, of what has driven me to want to get involved, um, but also what makes me think that education and not sort of the like overarching vague panacea of education that yeah, people yeah. talk about, <laughs> but very specific um, policy impact and policy implementation right. analysis is useful. We need to make that kind of information accessible mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you know the mayor's office is talking about doing XYZ, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. When this bill comes up before, you know, the state legislature, what does that mean? I think we need to when I say we, I mean everyone but especially those of us in positions of leadership. Yeah. Um, have those conversations about the things that people think oh it 's just boring wow. we need to yeah. we need to say <laughs> no no no, check it out, check it out yeah you are your vote is literally. Hundreds of times more powerful, or your voice. Yes, there's an app now where if you want, you can send a video message to any of your, you know, representatives like that. I oh, did that. I need, the other I need day. that app. What? Yeah. What? what you say?
1: <laughs> their inbox will be full yeah,
0: after we get. Yeah. After we got on
1: this app. Plus, we really enjoy selfies, so it so.
0: works.
9: <laughs> 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 um, actually, I mean, I'll just say, have you guys ever heard Accountable? That's like one of that's my I favorite have app right heard now.
8: Of
9: Countable I is one of them, but there's like three or four yeah. different apps yeah. that work on the state and national level. Wow.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But, let's but yeah. Let's try, I'd let's say try about
8: 25 of my conversations at people's doors mm-hmm. was with non-voters trying to get them to vote, and they actually actually already registered. Yeah. While it would come to their house, it wow, seemed like the easiest thing in the world. It is. Um, but we have to stop thinking that they're being irrational because they're making a rational choice like anybody else, mm-hmm. and time and time again they would tell me the reason why I'm not voting is because it thus far in my experience, it has not made a difference. I vote Democrat. I vote Republican. I take alternate and nothing changes in the things that matter to me. Primarily it's economic. Hmm. It's oh, yeah. my neighborhoods. You get good turnout or bad turnout. And so I, you know, I voted for different people for, wow. for mayor and city council and my neighborhood is still getting worse. Right. My standard of living is still going down. Um, so you can't tell me, you, can, you can't promise me again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, like Lucy here, that, you're, um, that you won't pull the football away after I... Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yeah. And right. so time, we yeah. have to then think about, all right, it's our duty first to make their vote matter mm-hmm. right before right. they're going to start giving us yeah. their vote. So, so
1: what so do you say to them? Yeah. I want to know that conversation. Right. Like what do you, how do you even react to that? Because, I mean, they, you just made a really good case, I'm just going to say. <laughs> know, I <laughs>
8: realized that was the biggest challenge I had was that all I could offer them were promises. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'd say, well, yeah, but if you vote for me and if I win mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. of other things right. happen, then I will do this. And you yeah. look mm-hmm. at me with the, you know...
1: With the, oh, we've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ex-
8: right. Um, and I, huh. I have done things in my life up until that in the, in the legal world to fight for better wages yeah. and, and right. to stop wage theft and things like that. But um, they haven't seen it make a difference at right. the electoral level as much as they should. And there's yeah. plenty of great yeah. servants out mm-hmm. there. don't want to discredit the, right. the people that are doing great work and act like it's a it's a... Not doing mm-hmm. their job because they are, but it's not necessarily reaching everybody that we can reach. Right. I think that's the key to getting more voter turnout. Is there was reason why I was drawn to Bernie Sanders was the focus on the economic injustices mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. On what
1: is affecting the even right. our lowest common denominator that we feel left out. Right. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
8: I, th- I think the message will resonate better than anything else is to address really the pernicious lie that's going on right now, which is seeing workers, the working class. As simply a cost of labor, that are actually yep. a drag on businesses and, mm-hmm. and decreasing profits, and that mm. it's a, it's a virtue to pay them as little as we can, yeah. because that makes more profit for the corporation. And, and we're missing and bigger we're missing, points. And it's, <laughs> that's exactly the, the the photo negative of what we what yeah. reality is, these are the. Assets. Assets. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is the community. These are the people that are supporting the children and and building um, lives and, yeah. and consuming the, b- well, the goods and right. And, the, and so we yeah. need to. We should be looking at public policy as a way to get more money to workers mm-hmm. in every way possible. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Well, and exactly. we
1: have to change the conversation. I, I was just looking. There's a bunch of signs, of course, going up across Seattle saying listen, you're going to see that our prices are going to go up because we have to make up for the uh, government saying we have to pay more minimum wage. It seems like such a negative way to say, first of all, we're already framing this not the way it should be framed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. it doesn't... You're right. If all we're looking at is, oh, well, we need people to make more money, so we're going to pay them more money, but you're right. The problem is then they're going to raise it, and then we're just in this non-winning fight because we're not talking about what we need to talk about, which right. is, first of all, how did the cost of living get up here in the first place, mm-hmm. right? and how can we address those? But if we make it, and we are, and we have bought the lie, mm-hmm. and now we're going to mm-hmm. put signs up, and it is about this thing that is, you can't win that conversation right. if you base it. In just these two places, it's a frame. Yes, but we haven't had the real conversation, and no one, none of our leaders, have had that conversation with us. Even when they fight on the hill, and I see everybody fighting over minimum wage, mm-hmm. they're not talking about what really matters, and that infuriates me because I know they know hmm. that this is not the solution. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it can't. It is a piece that needs to be done but, but not if you don't address talking what about really
0: it matters. if they talk about it it doesn't benefit them so they're that's not going to exactly talk right. about it and that's where the change needs to happen i mm-hmm. feel like is the systematic change where we do talk about things that benefit more people as a whole not just your political stance or you know how far up the rung you
8: are or mm-hmm. up the ladder you are if we have the debate, but the debate has yeah. already been framed by the conservative perspective, right. exactly. we're going to lose. Absolutely. Guaranteed. We're going to make the best arguments. We've already conceded yeah. the ground. Yeah, right. Right. We right. Well, to switch look, the frame. Look we how do. the
1: presidential election happened. It was all about framing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was all yeah. about how do we make the message, and and the Trump is good at it. Yeah. And so we didn't get ready for that game. Yeah. We weren't prepared. Because it was all won in media sound bites mm-hmm. and not in yeah. reality, and that's the well, most disappointing the, part. The
8: biggest disappointment I have, and our, we're talking about this. If you act like mm-hmm. raising the minimum wage or paying people more is doing them a favor.
1: Right. right. Yeah. Right. You should be lucky. <laughs> that, yes. We, we, we all come you, from the perspe-
8: employer perspective of, of you should be nice to your employees yes. or you should be um, yes. more yeah. hard, better for your shareholders. Instead of saying, yeah. let's yeah. talk about this other perspective of these people are working really hard for yeah. you producing value. Right. You should be paying the minimum, the, the, the wage equal to the value they provide to you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what we're missing a lot in this conversation is the fact that if people are paying below a certain amount, they're actually stealing the value of that labor from the rest of us because you heard this a lot with the minimum wage. It's okay because kids can do it and they would live at home with their parents. Like, well, so you're conceding right there. The yeah. yeah. wage mm-hmm. only works yes. for somebody if exactly. someone else subsidizes that employee's yep. housing and food. Yeah, yeah. and exactly. if it's not right. their
9: parents, it'll be the government. Right, yeah. Yeah. right, yeah. And, right. For, yeah, and exactly. then or the the they're there's an issue with housing yeah.
2: and food
8: stamps and, and Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're looking at I think that we should have a basic assumption that if you're hiring someone, you have to pay enough. If they're working full time. Yeah, that mm-hmm. no one else has right. to support your employee's basic right. cost of living.
1: Right. Absolutely. And it does mean there needs to. We need to look down the line because you're right. Then this uh, business owner is going to cost them more. So now let's look at what's going on and where the price of goods is and how right. we can address that because otherwise, it's right? Just exactly. I am, I am. Awesome. The
0: system as a whole.
9: There was an interesting thing that happened in your sentence where you, where you talked about. Um, you said employers have to be, be nice to the employers or, not, or good to the shareholders. And I find it interesting that the the immediate thought is that those are two separate groups of people. Right, right. They, they shouldn't
8: mm-hmm. be. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. right. Mm-hmm. Worker-owned cooperatives. Exactly. Working. They, right. Are, right. they, right. Are, they right. are owners. Where they, and they all are have shareholders. to care about yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If we get everyone's interests aligned, it works a lot better.
0: right absolutely yeah that's fascinating to me and you, you know we're talking about uh you know minimum wage right now and of course we had that uh, victory here in washington where we did pass a higher minimum wage statewide um, amazing and um we've also had a few other local victories like prop one um sta finally passing uh, a, a comprehensive you know bus plan and and transportation plan what other kind of victories can we celebrate in the midst of this negativity because we have a lot of that over here right but we should be focusing on at least a few of the positive things because they do matter. Mm-hmm. Sick and safely was another right. big victory. Oh, absolutely. Yes, that's right. huge. That is huge. Right. That is very huge.
8: And I think we should start, you know, the best thing about our federal system is you can use uh, test cases, you mm-hmm. know, what works in one place. Yeah. You can try it out, like Seattle's minimum wage. Right. Yeah, if you expensive. don't have to reinvent yeah. the wheel. And then, and then you right. pr- you show that, you know, the economy of Seattle is not going to collapse. In fact, it's doing right. quite well. It's doing <laughs> right. very well. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah I know. Right.
1: Yeah cuz I mean and what I love about that question cuz I saw it on our on our notes yeah. is that Sergey and I are that balance. Uh, I <laughs> catastrophize and freak out and need to hide in my house with my pasta and my dog. Um, and, and it takes me a bit to process and then remember okay, this is what we can do. And Sergey is an amazing at then calling me and saying, okay, I need to talk you down from the cliff. And here are some good things. But that's mm-hmm. what I want to deliver to the people. So they hear these two new leaders of mm-hmm. a party that's in our very city that actually can do things. How do they get involved?
8: Great question. What? A lot of different ways. Um, one way people like getting involved is becoming a precinct committee officer, or PCO. Oh, yes. You've been I, I have been one, Right. Yeah. There's diff- different ways you can run for it. Uh, you'll be on the ballot in your neighborhood. Precincts mm-hmm. are pretty small, usually a few blocks, mm-hmm. uh, a couple hundred people. Uh, and uh, you can be elected that way. Okay. If it's, the election's already passed, another way is being appointed uh, PCO, and that was something that as mm-hmm. a chair, along with the legislative district's chair, We just um, appoint you to that, and you could be a voting member on all decisions that the county party does. Although that's a great way to start, but it doesn't really, like we talked about, serve that service function. No, not quite. Not quite. (laughs) It does get you connected, though, so you start knowing more about it. Right. Um, But then after you've done that, uh, go ahead and uh, there's going to be a bunch of different— we want to make sure everyone has an outlet for their main interest. Not everyone can do everything.
9: So, I mean, there are are a lot of progressive organizations in Spokane— and it's, you walk in the door and they're they're ready to welcome you to do work. Right. So yeah. like, for instance, you know, Washington Can, Washington Community Action Network are working on gender and race pay equality here in Spokane, um, something that I think we can all agree is an issue that we're all concerned with. Right. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. you know, yeah. that's an ongoing campaign. You can become a leader with them. They have an office in the community building. You know, the Peace and Justice Action League mm-hmm. works on a lot of human rights stuff. You can join the NAACP and work on racial justice stuff, there's usually something that touches every
1: individual person. You know? right, right. I feel exactly. like there needs to be like a fair, right. and all of them get together and they yeah. like, oh, that's action that's fair. What, I didn't yeah. even know.
8: That's what we hope to provide. Yeah. Yeah. other oh, things awesome. you can do is, yes. um, just another example, there's picket lines. Last month, last right. year, Triumph Composite was on strike, and that was amazing. They were striking mm-hmm. not for themselves, but for the next generation of workers. Wow. The, the current employees wow. were not being... Um, Asked to make any sacrifices, but they were going to say that the next the next round of hiring would be lower wages and benefits. And They said, "No, we're fighting for the next generation. I, I That's want amazing. more, it's more we yeah, yeah. need to come behind and and and, to the, and say we all support you." Wow! Um, that the contract for county employees and there's yeah. thousands of them yeah. is going to be up for renewal again. Oh my god! And gosh. they are. Dramatically underpaid, lower than the uh, other counties in Washington, lower than the city of Spokane, mm-hmm. and yeah. is it, good? It's not just about minimum wage workers; it's about every mm-hmm. worker yeah. being mm-hmm. paid what they what they deserve, and the benefits that doing that d- has on the rest of the community of attracting better talent and keeping people, as well as helping mm. them spend more in our local right. economy. Mm-hmm. And so, I would love to see a, a public um, push to let our county commissioners know that this matters to us.
2: Right.
9: And actually, while we're at it, yeah. I want to speak to because a, a lot of the people who I, I talk to, they're they're more my age bracket. They're young mm-hmm. professionals or they're college students. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there's you know political organizations on every campus. There's young Democrats. Yeah. There are also uh, socially active organizations on campus, uh, multicultural coalitions like the one at Eastern. Mm-hmm. Um, we just secured two thousand square foot uh, multicultural center in the student wow. funded pub. That was our big victory. That's huge, um, and that'll help with the kind of education that will help break down bigotry mm-hmm. as well as a lot of people might want to check and see if there's a sanctuary campus movement right, um, on their campus because a lot of 1079ers and DACA yeah. students yeah. Um, and their families and friends mm-hmm. uh, might want to, support that, especially moving forward with this current uh, administration. That's something happening on a national level that we can deal with right here in our backyard. Mm -hmm. That's
8: amazing. Uh, That's a fantastic way. I want to go out, too, because I know that we don't have all the answers. I mean, we only know what we experience. So I want to start doing, um, you know, fairs, doorbelling out and canvassing outside of an election cycle and just going to people with a questionnaire and saying, would you tell us what matters to you, you uh, care about yeah. is it child care um, in, in your neighborhood. Which the is, cost it, is, it, is, it, is it safety outrageous. Yeah, mm-hmm. And go out right. to the neighborhoods that used to be blue but may have gone to Trump and say what is it that that we've not been hearing from you?
1: See, uh-huh. and that's the thing is right. getting out of this cycle of only doing things at election time mm-hmm. and forgetting to touch base in the middle. And I honestly think it's the only way Uh, progressives no matter how you label yourself have a way forward now Mm -hmm. is then you better do the work in between you better keep talking you better keep meeting you better put yourself out there like you said earlier you know basically put your money where your mouth is proof in the pudding and say okay Mm -hmm. I know that you think I'm saying the same thing but I do what I say Mm -hmm. and it's the work that has to be done. We said we have to raise an army of progress, of peaceful <laughs> progressives <laughs> yeah. within the next two years yeah. that builds up the support and makes the changes mm-hmm. that we need because here, here. we live mm-hmm. in a world where we live in trickle-down and forget that there's power if we build it up. So mm-hmm. much more power. So, yes, yes, and we have been sold a lie mm-hmm. and told yes, that it has to be from the top down and, and we can change way more from oh, the more. bottom up.
9: Um. Also, uh, wanting touching on what you just said Andrew about you know going doorbelling and talking to people mm-hmm. and getting out there mm-hmm. that's actually one thing not so much with the doorbelling but just talking to people sure. that who uh the Trump campaign did well yeah. <laughs> was talking directly to people people make fun of him for tweeting but the fact is that's where people are they're on the computers yeah, um yes. one of the things that I realized is that as a you know as a college student you know despite the fact that I'm not um, I'm not like independently wealthy or whatever. I'm in a, a position of relative privilege where I can get involved in all of this right. stuff. Um, but I know people and have friends who are working two jobs. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who is yeah. a full-time student, works two jobs, and as a kid, oh. um, I have another friend who has four children, a single parent, and you know working full-time. Yeah. And so you know I-, I talk so much about getting involved, but one of the reasons why going out there and talking directly to people is so important is because I can. I can get their voice, represent their voice, um, bring it to the table uh, while they're working their double shift. Exactly,
1: right. exactly. Uh-huh. I think what I, uh, let's give our listeners something action-wise they can do. How do, is there a website? Is there, how can they then begin to look at how they can do things, especially when there's these great organizations like Spokane County right.
8: Democrats. Our d- organization is okay. Uh and you can certainly email there and there's, we're going to be putting together a lot of um committees so you can volunteer to be on a subcommittee mm-hmm. about the things that matter to you and mm-hmm. also be a PCO um, but as Jacqueline's saying there's a lot more than just that so you can mm-hmm. go ahead and, right. and join the NAACP right. or PJL exactly. yeah. or Smart Justice or any of the other th- Spokane Alliance, mm-hmm. all these groups that are working to um, make really big differences it's, and it's fantastic what, they, what we yeah. can do together um, and then on your own just start doing things that mm-hmm. maybe you see a, a problem in your neighborhood that you can solve Yeah. And that's a nice nonpartisan thing. Right. Um, It's just a matter of, again, getting back to what it is that are the basic needs that are drives people decision making that we're neglecting. We're talking about too much um, interpersonal battles with people we don't like rather than just talking about your your neighbor who might be a totally different uh, party than you. But still wants to have a safe place to live and right. the, the place for the kids to play in that exactly. park in the neighborhood. Exactly.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and there's that that same goal within different, you know, different ideas and different yeah. ways of looking at it. Absolutely. Uh, as
1: we say here all the time, the most important thing is to do mm-hmm. something. Yes. It doesn't matter if you think it's small or if you think it. Do something because mm-hmm. nothing is where bad things happen. Yeah. yeah. Silence. The land of nothing only breeds silence. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Well, thank you both so much. For I'm spending time you. with us, we have Thank a you. great time uh, with poli- we call it political parties. We love our parties. Uh, <laughs> we do love our parties, and I'm excited to see what the future holds for our local Spokane County Democrats, and uh, it seems to me they're in good yep. hands. So I'm just saying.
8: Yes. We hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll do, <our> <laughs> we'll do our best. Otherwise, we're having you back for a whole different show. <laughs> so. and if you think that we're not doing it well, come and, and help out and show us what you think we should exactly. be doing better. One thing I'm going yeah. to not bring to this job is ego. Um, because we know right. that there's a lot of different ways of doing this, and yep. no one's perfect, and the only yeah. way to really do it better is to be willing to listen to constructive. Exactly. Already no, you're a not team. your wow. normal
1: politician, just in that sentence. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> no ego. That doesn't make any sense. No truth.
0: I love it. All right, we're going to take a song break here. This is going to wrap us up. Um, and, you know, it's been a political show, so a political song it is. This is Uprising by Muse. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This has been outspoken. It has been. A great show, I think. A pumped up show. Pumped I'm like all lots of energized. Lots of, lots of politics and lots of mm. lots of good deep discussions. Well,
1: politics and how to do something within it. And that's right. the oh, difference it's to the me. the whole thing. Because yeah. yeah. we talk about politics all the time. And oh, typically well, yeah, I just it's not cry. just the news portion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> this is action. I love Action, action. There you uh, go. We want to thank everybody uh who was on the show today and everybody for listening. Uh remember to join us ne- next week on a lighter note. We will be having Isab- Isabella Gomez will be on the show. She is one of the stars of the hit Netflix series. One Day at a Time that just relaunched. They talk about uh, immigration and a lot on that. They even have a young girl coming out as lesbian. Um, It's a really important show. uh, And so we're excited to have Isabella Gomez on the show to talk about that. But until then, go do something.